He's been to sporting events throughout several states, has met many coaches and athletes, as well as figures from all walks of life, and now he's ready to talk to them. He's the man in the red suit, Connor Wilhite. Here's Connor. Welcome to the first episode of the Connor Sports Talk podcast. This episode, we sit down with Scott County High School's head football coach, Coach Jim McKee, talk about the upcoming 2021 season. Hope you enjoy this episode. Go Cards! Coach McKee, thank you for being on the Connor Sports Talk podcast. Before we get into the season, let's start by giving a little background on your coaching history. How many years have you been at Scott County, and how many total years in coaching, and what schools? Well, first off, Connor, I really appreciate the opportunity to be on here, and it's an honor to be asked, so thank you very much. And, uh, you know, it's refreshing for guys 51 years old to see somebody like you. How old are you? Probably 13, maybe? 12. 12 years old. And, you know, that means sports is going to go on for a long time, and sports is a big part of our society. So I hope this goes great for you, and if there's anything I can do later in the year to continue to help you, certainly I'd be glad to do that. Uh, but this is my 25th year at Scott County High School, and this is my 30th year overall. I coached in Montgomery County for two years in 1995. No, my goodness, Connor, I'm, I'm getting old. My mind's not working right. I coached in 92 and 93. Then I was a head coach at Oldham County in 95 and 96. I've been here since 97. So it's year 30 for me, and I played football for 11 years. So this is the 41st fall. I've been a part of a football team. Tell us a little about uh, building your program program um, from the time you started to where it is now as one of the premier programs in the state. What are some of the keys in sustaining the success that you have had? Well, you know, I mean, uh, there's a lot of cliches in, in coaching. And a lot of times, uh, you know, I know I was guilty of wanting to, you know, show how much I knew as a coach and, and, probably take too much credit for success, especially early in my career and not probably respect the, the good players that were here before I got here. You know, players is the key to success. You know, our job is to put them in a position to be successful. And it's extremely important that you don't put them in a position pre-snap where they don't have a chance to succeed. And once the snap occurs, then, you know, ability takes over. So one of the biggest things is, you know, we've just had a lot of good players and in terms of sustaining success, you know, part of the thing that, that we're all real proud of that's a part of this program is, you know, so many of our coaches have, have coached for so long here. You know, Coach McIntyre starting his 24th year here, and Coach Willard got here in 2004 to coach our offensive line. Uh, you know, Coach Trent and Coach Davis, or Coach Trent and Coach Travis, you know, they both played for us. Uh, Coach Trent graduated in 2000, Coach Travis graduated in 2002, and Coach Trent went to the Marines, and Coach Travis played football at Georgetown College, and, you know, now they're both back teaching in our school system. So I'm really proud of the continued success uh, that we've had and the continuity of our coaching staff. So that's been a big key. And and another big key, you know, in, in my personal opinion, is just, you know, we live in a weight room. We pound the weights and pound the weights and pound the weights and pound the weights. And, uh, you know, I, I think you can really build your football teams in the weight room. And, you know, Scott County Schools has been supportive of what we've tried to do. Uh, you know, uh, we have almost virtually every kid in weightlifting class year round. And so, you know, they're in that weight room nonstop. So I would say the weight room 
And I would say our coaching continuity of our coaching staff and having good players. As we head into game week to open the 2021 season, where do you think your team stands going into this first game? Well, you know, we live in a world where uh, people tend to always harp on positivity and you do need to be positive. I mean, I, I get that, that you need to be positive, but, but you also have to be realistic. And, you know, we probably haven't had one of our greatest preseasons that we've ever had. Uh, you know, we, we really haven't locked in and, and ultimately that falls back on me as the head coach, because it's my responsibility to make sure the staff and the players understand the importance of what we're doing in the summer. So we, we've had kind of an up and down preseason. We have some good, you know, some good players. We hear a lot in football about games being won in the trenches. Give us a little preview about the offensive line. Well, you know, I've been real pleased with our offensive line this week. I wasn't as pleased as I would have liked to have been up to that point. And, you know, I think that as a leader, rather than be problem-based, you need to try to be solution-based in what you do. And so, you know, Coach Willard and I sat down over the weekend and we tried to look at some things that we were doing with our offensive line. And it basically boils down to the ability to block low and, your, you know, to keep your pad level down. And, and that's hard to do. Uh, you know, blocking is one of the last things that comes. If you go watch a youth football game, who's going to win, Connor? Do you know? Oh, yeah, no, the team's got the two fastest players. Yeah. If a team's got a really fast guy, you don't even have to block a lot for him. And then as you move into middle school, it's still typically dominated by speed. And even freshman football, you know, if you've got a couple of really fast guys, you're likely to have it. So the thing that comes last is blocking. And so running a football, a lot of that is natural talent. You know, you're just gifted with the ability. You know, Campton has great vision. You know, I could go out there all day and do a million different drills on how to know when to cut. He just knows how. And so, you know, our guys that have improved, uh, you know, over the course of the last several practices, and I think we have a chance to have a good offensive line. Uh, you know, none of them play defense or strong kids or big kids or good kids from good families. And so we should, you know, we should have the ability to have a good offensive line. It's probably going to take a little while. What about your skill guys and playmakers? Um, looks like from your scrimmages that you have given a lot of younger guys some good looks. Well, when I first started coaching, you know, we would have a scrimmage and, you know, whoever we would scrimmage, whether it's scrimmage Bourbon County, Harrison County, Lafayette, doesn't matter, you know, whoever we're going to scrimmage, I was really concerned about the outcome of the scrimmage. You know, I was a little bit worried about the kids, you know, from a mental standpoint, we won or we lost. And as I've continued to coach and, you know, the kids have gained a little more self-confidence, uh, uh, the purpose of our scrimmage is not necessarily to win or lose the scrimmage. And I know that Campton Martin can run the ball. And I know that Montego Jones can run the ball. And I know that Jeremy Hamilton can run the ball and catch the ball. You know, I just wanted to see what some some other guys could do and try to give them an opportunity to go out and and show what they could do and get some some live game reps underneath them. But we're talented in the skill positions. Uh, you know, obviously having Campton is, is a big thing. He's had a really good week of practice this week and should have a big game on Friday. Quarterback is always a position that draws a lot of attention. After losing Zane Patton to graduation, who will fill that role this year? Uh, Connor. Connor Will Heights ready to go. <laughs> all right, I'll be down there to check out the uh, sixth grade team at Royal Spring and see how you all are looking. But, you know, I'm pleased with what both of the guys that we've played at quarterback in the preseason have done. 
Uh, you know, Andrew Hickey's going to start. He's extremely advanced for a freshman. He's about 6'1". He's about 160 pounds. He's got a great arm. And, and a big advantage that he has over Aaron Klein is, you know, he's been in a wing tee system, and he he played in the wing tee in middle school, and he's very comfortable under center. Uh, Aaron Klein is a, is a good quarterback with a very good skill set. He's just been in a shotgun system, so it's going to take him a little time. And, you know, I'm, I'm proud of when we announced Andrew was going to be our starter. You know, I'm proud of the way that Aaron handled that. And and he knows that he's got to continue to compete, and he will. And Caden Drumhiller is light years improved as a quarterback and will quarterback our JV some at different times this year. Uh, but he, the thing that I really liked about the way Caden handled it is, you know, we ask him, we think what, what the position, what we call his why, might be his best long-term position. You know, we would think there would be a good chance a year from now he could be our, our wide receiver, which is like our slash tight end slash receiver guy. And he said, Coach, you know, whatever you think. And so I really appreciate that kind of attitude to play the positions that we ask him to play. That's not always easy. You know, we coach it. Well, probably something that's changed in coaching is, you know, we don't just do whatever we do. I try to explain to them, to the kids, why we're doing it. I mean, this, this is why – we need to teach this person this certain position where I love to tell this story, but I was a quarterback in middle school and the players have heard it a hundred times. Nobody really wants to hear it, but I'm telling it anyway. You know, at Harrison County, we played, for lack of a better term, intramural middle school football. So we had four teams, Eastern, Western, Murray, and Moorhead. And they were combined seventh and eighth graders. And so we had about 20 kids on each team. So after school in middle school, when school started after school, those four teams went out in practice. And, you know, teachers on the staff coached them. Everybody played each other twice, played six games, and then we played a championship game. So we played seventh game, seven games, which you would have a terrible hard time getting that to fly right now because parents were driven by, hey, I want to go see if we can beat Bourbon County. But actually, it was a great thing. And the reason it was so good was it had so many more people playing football at Harrison County. So instead of there being 20 eighth graders playing on an eighth grade team, there were 80 guys playing on two teams or four teams, excuse me. But anyway, I was a quarterback for Moorhead. My coach was a guy named Tony Williams. We won the championship. I threw a big pass in seventh grade. I thought I was going to be a great quarterback. I used to go out in the yard, Connor, and, and you don't even know who Roger Stahlbach is, but I love the Cowboys. And so I would take the ball and I would throw it up in the air and I would I would pretend like I was the announcer. Roger Stahlbach would drop back and I'd throw it up in the air and then I would be become all of a sudden I would become Drew Pearson and I would catch it or I would hand it off and I would become Tony Dorsett. So I thought it was going to be a, a quarterback. And, you know, there might be some longtime Scott County people listening to that. My freshman coach was a guy named Jim Schmidt. Jim Smith once coached at Scott County High School, coached football and basketball in the mid-80s here. So we, we go out for the first practice, and I think I'm a quarterback. In the second practice, the, the co Coach Smith said, said, McKee. I said, yes, sir. He said, uh, you ever played center? I said, no, sir. He said, you, you are now. Learn how to snap. And so I became a lineman, and I was a lineman, uh, you know, the rest of my career. And, and there was never any thought of, like going home and telling my dad, hey, they moved my position. I'm not a quarterback anymore. And then my dad coming up here and saying, what are y'all doing? My son's a quarterback. And so that's kind of old school attitude out of Caden when we ask him to move to why. I think that is also a part of our success over time is, you know, kids still here buy in a lot to the team concept. As, uh, leadership and chemistry, I talked about a lot in team sports. 
Who are some of your leaders, both on offense and defense? Well, I mean, obviously on offense, Campton's going to be one of our leaders. And, you know, we're going to – we haven't run Montego once in the preseason scrimmages, but we're obviously going to run him some too. And he's got a lot of experience uh, in the backfield. So those guys are – are going to be two of our leaders. And then, you know, Jonathan Thompson, Ethan Miracle, Daniel Daff, some of those guys up on the front. Merrick Bowen's really played well here in the last few practices. You know, I think it's a collective group of, of leadership. It's not really just one person. But, you know, I, I mean, I'm hard on Campton. And if you think and, and, and go back and you think about whatever sports you follow, so whether or not, you know, you follow the Reds or whether or not you follow somebody in the NBA or you follow, uh, you know, the NFL teams, you know, typically your best teams, your best players are your hardest workers and your and your best leaders. And, you know, Camden has shown some flashes of being a really hard worker in the preseason. So we need him. We need Jeremy Hamilton. We need the guys that had the experience on the offensive side that are some of our best players to be our leaders. It, it's hard for other kids to lead. Uh, the best players have to lead. And in terms of our leadership on defense, you know, a kid that I really like is Isaac Krebs. He, he's played multiple positions for us. He's playing inside linebacker this year. Uh, tremendous kid, great family, great grades. In the, you know, we, we had two days he would come to practice in the morning, go to band camp in the afternoon, come back to practice at night. So I really like Isaac Krebs on the defensive side of the ball in terms of being a leader. Now, what are we going to get out of your brother, you reckon? I don't know. Well, he needs to be a leader out there, and he's got plenty of experience, and we need to see what he can do. Well, we call at home, we call him the all-state holder. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> and that's what you should. Keep calling him that. Okay, and I think that that's a tough thing because really you're just calling him the all-state holder because what you're trying to do is try and raise the bar for him. And, and that, that is something that we all struggle with a little bit in our lives is we when we're comfortable you know the greatest thing about you doing the podcast is to push yourself out of your comfort zone you know there's not many 12 year olds that are doing this so you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone now what andrew need you know a senior is going to do one of two things connor I don't, I don't know if you have any idea what they are but typically in my career if you take an andrew wilhite if he started as a junior so here he comes he's going to be a senior so where is he going he's got one of two places to go Place A is, hey, look, I started last year. You know, what are you doing yelling at me? This is my senior year. Or he can can go and, and when those when they go down that path, then they typically underachieve. And they don't have the senior year that when they're 30 years old, they look back on that they wish they would have had. The other option is you can say, hey, good, I can't believe this. I, I was playing for Royal Spring, it seemed like yesterday. Now I'm a senior. So what we need Andrew to do and other seniors like Andrew that have experience is to be hungrier and build on what they did last year. You know, they need to be significantly, he needs to be a significantly better football player than he was a year ago. Um, special teams is a huge part of the game that often gets overlooked. We know you returned the four-year starter, Jacob Banch. Tell us a little about him and special teams overall. Well, you know, he led the state last year in, you know, extra points made per game. Uh, he's going to end up in the top 20 in the state in his career as long as we have a, you know, a normal season this year uh, for made extra points. He's tremendously accurate on extra points and short field goals. Now, he, he having an end zone kicker in high school football is a crazy good weapon, especially when you play the people that we play, because the people that we're going to kick it off to can take it 95 at any time. 
And we have had some great end zone kickers. He's not there yet. Uh, he's better than he's been. He can kick deeper than he can. Uh, his pop-up kicks, you know, hopefully are going to be more accurate. I mean, you, people say, oh, well, you know, kick it on the ground, pop it up. There's an art to doing that too because, if you, you know, we, when we try to pop a ball up, we want to pop it up between the 30, the marked, painted 30 on the field and the sideline. If you kick it inside the painted numbers, it's very returnable. If you kick it too far outside the numbers, it's going to go out of bounds and they're going to make you kick it again. So the, the easy answer is I wish we had a guy that could kick in the end zone. Uh, the factual answer is Jacob Bands has worked a ton harder than he ever has, and he should be a better kicker than he's ever been. And hopefully as the season progresses, he will be able to kick it in the end zone. But if you think about our game last year with Douglas and you play it back in your mind, we finally scored and got it to 13-7 to with about three minutes to go in the first half. We let him run a kickoff almost all the way back. And the was almost – that basically was the ball game. Uh, you know, we got down 19-7, and, and I didn't feel like we had a real chance to come back at that point. So uh, – and, and then another aspect of our special teams that's important – is the ability to block punts. And we've blocked punts here for a long time. It's it's the number one way, in my opinion, to change a football game. First off, you get the other team stopped, then you force them to punt so your defense has momentum. You get the punt blocked, you can get it picked up and run in for a touchdown. It's a whole lot easier to score that way than it is to take the ball 10 plays, 80 yards, and risk penalties and fumbles and tackles for loss and all those kind of things. So. Hopefully we can make some big plays in special teams, Connor. Give us some insights on what you want to see from your defense this year. Well, first off, I mean, I appreciate Coach McIntyre. He does a good job. He's been here with us for a long time. And I already mentioned Coach Trent and uh, Coach Travis. They're good coaches on our defensive side. I like our defense at this point. Uh, you know, we've, we've tried to put – tried to, to overall as a whole be faster on defense than we've been. You know, we have Elijah Adams and Jasanti Harmon on the D-line which are both guys that played a lot of linebacker last year. So we're trying to get a little bit more speed on the field uh, defensively. And I've been real pleased with our defense in the first two scrimmages. Now, Franklin County is a very good football team with an SEC tailback. And sometimes an SEC tailback can make the very best defenses look not so good. But I know that, that we'll get after it hard and fly to the ball. And I, I really feel like we'll have a good defense this year. Um, it looks like from the scrimmages that a few guys that played offense last year have moved over to defense this year. Who are some of those guys? Well, Jackson Saylor's the biggest one. Uh, you know, Jackson hasn't had a single snap on offense the entire preseason. And barring, you know, some type of injury from somebody that's on the offense, he's probably not going to play on the offense. And he's he's really excelled. I would say that Jackson Saylor probably has had the best two you know, when you look for an individual player, I would say he's, our two preseason scrimmages, he's, he's right at the top as possibly having the best scrimmages of anybody. He's really done a great job. And then we've taught Montego how to play linebacker, and that was predicated by, you know, moving Elijah Adams to the D-line. He was back as a linebacker from last year. We moved him to the D-line. And Montego is learning, and he is, you know, he is doing some good things at linebacker. He still has a way to, way to go at linebacker, but he's taking the right attitude and, and he's really beginning to learn it up, learn what he's doing there. Uh, tell us about your guys up front on the defensive line. Well, Cam Keller's our nose guard and uh, he's, you know, I say physical freak. Somebody, somebody would think I'm saying something negative, but I mean, he's just physically is just has freakish strength. And, you know, I only let kids squat 500 pounds. 
you know, years ago, I probably would have piled 800 pounds on there if they could have done it. But, you know, I've gotten older and I can't, you know, spot them as well as I want, want to and things like that. So when they get to 500, I stop them and I will allow them to do 500 for reps. And uh, he's right up there with Jeremiah Happy and Brian Hudson is our strongest squatters ever. He's about 300 pounds. He's physically, as I said, strong and he's a tough kid. Uh, he should draw some double teams at the nose. I've been pleased with him. And then Elijah Adams and Jasanti Harmon are the other two down guys. And then Tyler McIntyre and Quinn Brown, you know, are, are their main backups across the front. So we feel like we've got five guys we can play on the front. What about your linebackers and secondaries? Who are those guys filling the roles this year? Well, you know, when, when uh, in 2012 we lost to Trinity at Trinity, uh, our secondary was Vaughn Christopher, Scotty Daniel, Grayson Miller, and Jalen Haddix. And, you know, those guys were, were really good football players. I mean, Scott's one of the best players to ever play here. Grayson, you know, excelled in the Big Ten. Uh, you know, Vaughn played Juco football and was really a tremendous athlete. Jalen was a good athlete. You know, we were able when we had some of those guys like that to play. You know, we like to play some man-to-man -man coverage. Uh, we like to blitz. We like to try to dictate to the other team instead of letting the other team dictate to us. And I feel pretty good about some of our guys that we've got back there, that we might be able to play a little bit more man coverage. Paul Garner and Logan Jones right now are our corners. Uh, our safeties are your brother Andrew and Jeremy Hamilton. So you really have got – Logan has the least amount of experience of the four, but he has some. And the other three have a lot of experience. And talent is number one, Connor. You know, if I could say, what's the number one thing you want? So I want a guy with talent. And then number two is I'd like to have a guy with experience. So those, those four four guys should be a good secondary. And secondary, and I'm interrupting you, but secondary is tough because you can go out there and play great. And, you know, you play 30 plays, you make four or five tackles, knock a pass down, everything's going great. You give up one bomb, and they're like, dang, oh, Connor, Will Hite's a terrible corner. They just And it's hard to, to play. You know, I think playing – defense in the secondary against modern passing games has got to be one of the toughest things in sports. I think hitting a good pitcher is hard, too. I wasn't a very good hitter. And, man, if that other pitcher was really good and could throw hard and throw a curve, I, I think hitting the baseball is up there, too. But I think playing, playing in the secondary is tough. Any surprises so far as we head into the first game? Well, I didn't think Andrew Hickey probably would be our starting quarterback coming in. And, you know, I mean, our focus needs to be on our older kids and our, our leaders. Uh, but, you know, Buddy Collins is another freshman that is far, far exceeded where, you know, a, a ninth-grade skill guy I would expect him to be. So, so I really didn't – I knew those guys were good football players, and I knew that they were, you know, from good families, and I knew they loved football. I probably didn't realize they were quite as talented, uh, you know, as they are. Anything else you want to mention as we bring this podcast to a close? Well, I want you to get on top on the stick here and get it all put together and share it with me so that I can share it out on my social media platforms. And, you know, I would encourage people to, to listen. And then I would encourage anybody that would like to be a guest to reach out. And I would encourage you to reach out, you know, don't be afraid to reach out to anybody you think in the community of Scott County. I bet you almost, I bet you nobody would, would tell you no. Mr. Wells needs to be on here. Mr. Parker, it's a new superintendent. He needs to be on here. Our county judge, Mr. Covington, he'd be glad to be on here. I know 
that Coach Monty liked to be on here because I think your practice was a little later tonight because he finally gave up about 7.30 and went home. But I know Coach Monty liked to be on here, and I try to get Coach Willard on here, to get some players on here. Make this thing big, man. Name, image, and likeness of Connor Will Heights podcast. Coach, we appreciate you joining us um, on the preview of the 2021 Scott County football season. Good luck this year, and hopefully we can talk again later in the season. All right. Thank you, Connor. That concludes our season preview with Coach McKee. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would like to be a sponsor or advertise on this podcast, please contact me through my Facebook page or my Twitter. Twitter is at Connor underscore podcast. Be looking for the next podcast as I talk with another Cardinal legend.